This is holding down the fort. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Holding Down the Fort. Today, we are holding it down with Akira Kopik from the USA Baseball Developmental Team and Binghamton Softball. Akira, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So we were uh, we were just going back and forth. We met because uh, Jill Fitchery, who's a, uh, a staple here at the Western New York Strike Zone, where we have our facility, was telling me a little bit about, um, you know, your baseball career. And I'm pretty much just going to open the floor for you. Tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, USA baseball and um, just a little bit about baseball throughout all of, you know, all of our life until we got to uh, to Binghamton to play softball here. Um, so I grew up on the baseball field. Um, I like to tell a story when I was two, I had heart surgery. And as soon as I came home, um, despite the doctors telling my parents, like I'd be tired for the next week or so, like the first thing I did when I came home was go in the backyard with my dad and play wiffle ball. And like from then on, I can't remember anything else, but um, baseball being a huge part of my childhood. So I played for um, Little League State uh, runner-up teams. Um, had a great group of friends growing up in my hometown playing baseball. And then I eventually played for programs like U.S. Elite, um, MVP, Sports Academy, Next Level Baseball, um, all different travel organizations that kind of um, built that foundation for me in the sport of baseball. And then eventually I made the switch to softball when I was about 15. Um, but in the two years before that, I had been playing travel softball on the weekends and also travel baseball. So I was more of like the pitcher only role. Um, so I'd be at a travel softball tournament. I'd drive somewhere, go pitch a game, play in baseball, and then I'd drive right back to the softball tournament. And so those were pretty busy weekends. Um, and eventually I made the switch to softball completely, which I couldn't be more thankful to have had a great softball family. Now, let me got to ask, right, going from throwing a baseball and trying to hit an, you know, an overhand pitch from 60 feet to throwing a softball, you know, game to game. Walk me through a little bit what a Saturday looks like if we're playing two softball games and one baseball game. How on earth do you do you separate the two and, and be able to just be present and perform in the current game? I think for me, uh, being a pitcher only those last two years in baseball, it definitely helped because I was staying on one side of the game. But definitely coming uh, to the hitting side of softball, rise ball sh- like rocked my world. Um, nothing in baseball moves up. So that took a bit of adjusting. But otherwise, they're pretty similar games. Yeah. And the, I'm just thinking like, if you're, if you're, you know, pitching from 60 feet with a baseball and then go into, you know, go into the size of the softball, um, you know, we have girls who are younger, who definitely we encourage still playing both and, um, they play, you know, on, on both sides of it. And I always just, I commend you guys for, I could never, ever hold the softball properly, throw it well. Like it, it's just, it's gotta be, it's gotta be so cool to be able to, to blend both of them together. Like you said, very similar game. I'm sure that, uh, you know, at Binghamton, we've got our own hitting philosophies and this and that, but like from a hitting standpoint, there's not really a softball swing anymore. We've kind of established as that game has grown and the college baseball game has grown so much. Um, you know, it seems like softball's in a, in a really good place. Talk a little bit about being at Binghamton and how much you love being a Bearcat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the expertise and knowledge that is here on campus is incredible. Um, facilities now too. Yeah. Facilities are amazing. We just got a huge uh, video board padded walls. So it's beautiful at our field. Um, but coming onto campus, like I had never really gone to many lessons. I played travel softball, but, um, 
hadn't really like delved into the world of like hitting mechanics or anything like that. So um, all my coaches really just like pour knowledge on us. Um, and it's kind of up to us to take that knowledge and do what you will with it. But it's definitely a blessing to have um, all of their expertise every day. It's it's really a dream come true. And do you guys now do we use like technology? Do we have machines in there all the time? Walk us through like a a little bit of a, uh, you know, a hitting hitting breakdown, if you will, on if we're coming in, you know, today want to practice. What's uh, what does it look like in the cage, at least or on the field? So we are actually in the process of getting um, like the Rap Soto uh, hitting device, which is going to be super exciting. I can't wait for that. Um, we don't have one yet, but we have a bunch of machines. They throw like crazy, crazy spins. Um, so we'll do those. We'll do some light flights, um, which is like a wiffle ball sort of thing. Um, you can kind of feed that into the machine um, using a flat bat and we'll hit with the light flights, which just simulates a pitcher that has a ton of movement. Um, so definitely our practices are set up where they're more challenging than the games. And that makes it much more easy to compete under pressure as a player, which I'm super thankful for. But yeah, you sound like you've got, um, you know, just you're very well spoken on, you know, knowing what you're doing at the game. Um, you know, your mental process is probably something that baseball, softball, again, it's very similar with the, uh, the rate of failure you get out a lot of the time, especially when you're playing both. Right. And if you're still hitting on both sides of the ball, can't imagine, like you said, trying to go, Oh, rise ball, not a, uh, not a sinker. Right. So, um, talk to me a little bit about, you said Kingston, Pennsylvania, dad, brother played baseball. Walk me a little bit through about when we were younger. Um, you know, uh, just how we kind of grew up in the, in the game. And you, know, you said, yeah, it has a special place in your heart. Like just, just take us through a little bit about um, how our mental game is so strong and how you decipher through that knowledge now that you're a college athlete. Yeah. So my dad played division one baseball at LaSalle. Um, he was a left-handed pitcher. And so that's kind of how I grew a love for pitching. Um, he just had a super uh, great knowledge about everything, pitching movement, speed location. So he kind of, um, gave that to me as a kid and I just fell in love with it. Um, and then same with my brother, I played with him throughout little league um, in the early years of travel ball. So that was definitely a cool experience just being the only girl on the field, but knowing like I had my brother right there next to me and he would have my back if anything ever were to happen. Um, so it was, it was reassuring. Um, and then just talking a little bit about the mental side of things, like obviously it's an immense pressure to be the only girl on the baseball field. And I think, having that background definitely um, gave me a foundation of like confidence in myself going um, transition, transitioning into softball. So now it's just like a blessing to get to play um, surrounded by my best friends, like all these girls that, you know, I never could have dreamed of being around better people. So I think that foundation in baseball just definitely um, made the mental game easier for me. Right. It's almost like a, a quiet confidence being the only female on the field, right? You're like, Hey, like, this is so cool. And not only is it so cool, but like, I freaking belong out here, right? Like I can play just like you can play. And like, it's always so easy to say, Hey, like I'm a little bit older. Um, you know, lots of girls played in our little league, almost underestimating them sometimes. Right. And to, to kind of have, Hey, like not only just be a girl on the team, but to be a, an elite performer to the point where we go on and you play us elite. Talk to me about some of those, those upper level travel teams that we ended up on as, uh, as we grew up. Yeah, so um, when I played for US Elite, that was an incredible experience. Um, a lot of those kids that were on the team with me are at huge schools. Um, some kids go to Duke, you know, Seton Hall. There's a bunch of ACC, SEC players. So just knowing that I got to play with them and learn from them and be around um, those great people 
it was definitely an experience that helped me grow as a player. And then I also played like local travel ball with, again, uh, my area is super dense with talent. So even on those local teams, like we have players going to big time schools playing baseball. So again, knowing, um, learning from all those kids and just the environment that they cultivated. I never felt like an outcast on my teams. Um, I might've been viewed as a little bit lesser uh, by my opponents, but that was just until I went out there and, you know, struck three kids out in a row. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but so, I'll um, you know, the team, right. It's a, it's a team aspect, right. And like, everybody's always got your back. It doesn't matter who you are, what role you play. Um, Transitioning into Binghamton, what position do we play? Where can we see on the field? And uh, what can we expect out of uh, out of your game as a softball player? Um, so when I first transitioned into softball, I started at catcher. But um, my, the shortstop on my first travel team actually got hurt. So then I ended up moving to the infield position, um, which I had played in baseball, mostly infield. And now at Bing, I played shortstop all of last year. Um, but that's not to say that that's where I'll be this year. I don't really know. Um, I'm pretty comfortable everywhere in the infield. I like to catch. So We'll just see where it goes, but I'd say shortstop if you were to ask me like one position. Well, listen, we got to, we got to earn it every step of the way, right? There, there are girls nipping at our heels, obviously a freshman who played shortstop a lot last year, right? There are upperclassmen there that, that we come in and outwork. Um, talk to me a little bit about the recruiting process of getting to Binghamton. How did we decide that this was uh, going to be our home and we were going to be a Bearcat for four years? So I knew that I didn't want to go too far from home, but kind of at a distance where I could be independent, but also be able to see my family if ever, something ever came up or I just wanted to go home for a weekend. Um, and so that was a big appeal of, about Binghamton for me. And then when I visited campus um, for the first time, I just fell in love with it. Um, I fell in love with the culture, the coaching staff, the players that all greeted us on our visit. So I knew it felt like home um, immediately. So it was a, I, a lot of, um, you know, we've had, minor leaguers, big leaguers who are on here, some guys who play at some high level, you know, college schools right now. A lot of the time, the story is with, with anybody is it, you kind of realized it pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like once you, once you get onto campus, you pretty much know, like this is a place that I'll be happy at, or it's not a place that I really see myself growing and developing. And obviously Binghamton um, is definitely a place that I'm happy, happy to be at. So we're just getting back, right? Walk us through uh, what's this first week going to look like school-wise? What's your major? What are you uh, What are you planning on tackling in outside of softball? So I'm majoring in neuroscience, uh, so it gets busy. Um, taking some hard classes in the fall, but they kind of set it up that way so that our springs are a little bit lighter. So it'll, it'll be <laughs> good in the long run. <laughs> um, but the first week has been busy, just trying to get like used to my classes, um, figure out you know, where I need to go, stuff like that. But um, on the softball side, it's a little bit easier. So our coaches definitely help us like adjust to the class side of it before they kind of pour on the softball work. Um, so we'll just be doing eight hours of practice this week and next week, and then we'll jump right into 20 hours, which will be uh, our busiest time of the fall. Yeah. And you, we kind of go hard on that until, um, you know, is that a, a Thanksgiving break? When do you really when do you guys start getting weekend time where you do get to get to go home, see dad, brother, anybody who's at home? So we'll start the 20 hours Labor Day weekend and we'll go through about the end of October, like middle end of October. And then after that, it's more um, individual practices, school focus, because that's like finals um, season and stuff like that. So we'll just be developing in small groups after that, like October 20 hours ends. Where are we going to uh, to find the Bearcats this coming spring? You got a, a schedule for us or at least a little sneak peek of uh, anywhere cool we might be going? 
so I know we'll be in Florida um, early, early in the spring. Um, not really sure. I know JMU is another tournament that we're looking into getting into. Um, but our, our schedule's not out officially, but we're super excited, especially for conference play with all the teams that we get to host on our new field. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. New field. Speaking of that, right. We were kind of, we hit on the video board and everything a little bit before, but it was around 60 ish million dollars that was getting poured into some of those indoor facilities alone. Walk us through some of the new stuff that we can, we can find on campus at Binghamton. Yeah. So baseball got a huge, like you said, $60 million upgrade to their stadium and it's beautiful. Um, and they're part of that is that they're building us a brand new indoor facility. So uh, we'll be able to practice like full field defense um, in that indoor facility, which is going to be huge in the winter because obviously it snows a lot in Binghamton. So uh, to get work in is tough, um, especially if you can't get, you know, infield outfield work. Um, so we'll have that brand new facility. Our field just got a video board so we can make a cool hype video for when they announce our names in the spring. Um, we have cool padded fences, brand new lighting, um, cool ESPN cameras now. So it's it's super exciting. Yeah, and that's got to be awesome for some of our family at home. Do they make that trip up to all the home games? Do they follow you around pretty good? Give me an idea of, um, you know, are they watching on ESPN or are they they at every game they can be at? Uh, so my family like travels with me. Um, they're they're <laughs> my greatest supporters. So they're pretty much at every home game. Um, even like my little cousins and my grandparents will come up. So it's always like reassuring to look into the stands and see. I got a whole big group of people that um, I love, and they're watching me. Well, yeah. And like, like you said, so kind of grew up on, on baseball, um, pretty tight knit community at home. Walk me through, you said some of those guys that we played with along the way are at, you know, the sec schools, some of the AC schools, um, you know, give, give a, a shout out to any of the dudes you played with, if you can think off the top of your head and, uh, where we might see them this spring as well. Yeah. So, uh, growing up, I had great groups of friends, um, on little league teams, on travel teams. Um, just, I was surrounded by great guys and it obviously, wasn't like it could, it could have been the complete opposite being the only girl but really they love me like a sister and I love them like brothers so it was great um but yeah we have some kids that I played with going to Duke um Chase Cruson is one of them um he's a great pitcher uh just great athlete overall um Justin Richards is, I played with. is, is he in, is Chase in his sophomore year at Duke um no he just got onto campus um this past fall so he's freshman nice um, we'll keep, keep our eyes out for him yeah, he's a good player. Um, and then I played my brother actually just committed to ESU, um, which is East Stroudsburg University in Pennsylvania. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah, it's exciting. They compete for a D2 championship every year. So it's, he's excited to go play. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a division three junior college um, right up the road from the facility here. And uh, I think they've sent gosh, probably in like the last four years, like 10 or so people down to East Frostburg. So that's know a lot about the program. Like you said, competing for division two championships every year. Um, what position we find your brother at? Where, where can we see him on the field? Uh, he's an outfielder. So I'm not really sure what, uh, what corner or if he's going to play center yet, but he just loves to run. He's super quick. So definitely the outfield quick. And obviously you got to be able to swing it a little bit as an outfielder. Walk me through some of the, uh, you know, some of the key kind of uh, components as we grew up, dad playing baseball, brother's going to play baseball at a high level. You're obviously a freshman, freshman going on a sophomore stud from last year. Like what is the, uh, what's the sauce in the, uh, in the swing? What did you guys learn early on? Um, so my brother and I just, I, we always work hard. Um, he's my training buddy. Like we have a cage a few minutes away from our, our house. So we were literally there all summer, uh, morning, night 
just hitting, having fun. We play music. So it doesn't even feel like work. But I think just that constant like rep, reps and um, challenging each other, pushing each other in the cages. Uh, definitely, it was nice to have him growing up. So you can definitely see in both of our games, like we learned from each other and um, it really made me a better player. Well, yeah. And you said he's a, a big support system. You guys kind of played together sometimes. So is he, he's just two years below you. He's a senior this year. Yep. Yep. It's his senior year. Um, he's playing football this fall and then it'll be his last baseball high school season in the spring. Come on. Tell me he's the, uh, the QB out there at Kingston. No, he's the, he's a fullback. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So absolutely, absolute lightning. And he's got to be pretty strong to be playing fullback, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's a big kid. Should we be watching out for him in the draft or is he definitely going to end up on campus? Um, he'll probably go to ESU. I know he's pretty set on getting his degree and then going from there. Um, so, you know, even if he were to be drafted, he's like kind of made the promise to go back to school. So we'll see where it takes him, but it's exciting. Speaking of uh draft and process, right? You said you're a neuroscience major. Where are we going to find you here in uh, five years? Maybe we'll give you 10 years if, you're, uh, if your degree is going to take that long. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. We're still bouncing around some ideas, but um, definitely considering medical school, um, being a physician assistant, even law. So I kind of have options. So you got to be, you got to be a pretty good student too. I like school. So I'm lucky in that. (laughs) I had, I had you freeze on me for a second. Are you there still? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, perfect. I'm sorry. It's probably on my side. All right. I, uh, I am so sorry for cutting you off there. Um, but keep, keep on going. So I heard, um, that you said maybe law and then I lost you. My bad. Yeah. So I just have a a few options with neuroscience. That's one of the reasons I picked it, um, besides being super interested in the topic, but like I can go into a bunch of different fields after I get this degree. Um, so I don't have to make a decision right now, which is like an exciting thing for me. Yeah. And is, is Binghamton pretty, pretty good about how they schedule you stuff. You said you had some tougher classes this fall. Um, you know, as we get through these next couple years, are we like definitely a next level degree and definitely leaving Binghamton or is there something that we can do there where we stay there for a while? Um, I definitely don't have my heart set on leaving. Um, one thing that I've been thinking about, uh, recently is coaching. So if there presents an opportunity, um, to kind of go into like a grad assistant or something like that, um, I'd definitely be interested in staying um, but that's not to say that I will stay here either so I I know I want to go do some kind of grad school med school law school something like that so we'll just see where it takes me school no matter what after this we're not we're not getting out of it yep <laughs> that's the plan well that is awesome and listen so we're going to uh we're just going to run down some stuff let some of the listeners you're going to probably bring us some new listeners shout out all the all the girls at Binghamton who who jump on it now um Get it, getting to know you a little bit, just some rapid fire questions, if that's cool with you. All right. Sounds good. So, um, I, before we even jump into that, you said you kind of breezed over. Uh, I had heart surgery when I was two years old. Are you, are you all good? Are you on the field again? What, uh, if you don't mind kind of go down that for a second, tell us a little bit about what happened and how, uh, you know, how it's kind of obviously set you up to, to be awesome moving forward. Um, yeah, so when I was born, I was born with, uh, there was like a chamber of my heart that was supposed to be closed and it was open. So I had to get um, that closed. But, you know, I don't really remember it because I was little <laughs> and I'm sure it was like a bit of a scare for my parents. But yeah, I'm all good now. Nothing's wrong. Um, healthy, ha- happy and healthy. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's never been a 
got hit in the chest of the ground ball. Dad's freaking out. Nothing, nothing ever, ever came of it in, in the game after that, huh? No, nothing like that. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah, of course. And not the only reason I asked one of our, uh, one of our players who goes to Iona in uh, New Rochelle, New York, uh, got hit in the heart with a pitch while he was bunting this past um, spring and his heart stopped. And he, uh, it's kind of like what happened to Damar Hamlin almost from the bills. If, I know Jill probably st- never stops talking about Buffalo, but um, you know, if you're, so when your heart stops like that, it's always just so scary. And like, it's like, gosh, playing that afterwards, you must just been like, no, you don't really care. But dad always sees a hard line drive at you. It's like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. So, all right, here we go. Akira, if you had to pick a, a spirit animal, what would we, uh, what would we see as? Mm, that's a tough one. I'd say, I'd say a dolphin. I love the ocean. Like it just makes me happy. So I don't know. Now dolphin, you gotta, you gotta have some sort of uh, characteristics. You like, what do you think? Uh, quick swimmer. <laughs> I like how they jump out of the water. I don't know. I think it's fun. <laughs> so, um, that listen, I, the dolphins are awesome. They're the only animals who really put on consistently good shows when you go anywhere. So just shout out to the dolphins. The lions just sleep all day at the zoo. <laughs> um, you seem to handle obviously like challenging situations. Well, things that might make other people nervous. Talk to me a little bit about just like where that confidence comes from. And like you said, being the only girl on the field. Sure. But how do you really, when you get behind closed doors, talk to yourself in the mirror, what are we, what are we saying about our ability on the softball field in the classroom before a big test, give some of our listeners kind of, Hey, how would you keep yourself calm in these big spots? Um, so one thing that's really helped me is reading books about like the mental side of sport and life in general. Um, so I just, I've been reading a lot of books recently, um, taking notes on them, going through them, annotating them, and then like talking with my friends who have read them. Um, so just learning from all those different authors about what they do to control um, their mental game um, has definitely been useful for me. So things like breathing, um, positive self-talk all definitely contribute um, when I'm going to play uh, softball and also just in life that's awesome that's awesome we need it's always kind of a an unfair un, unspoken part of the game is that like there's no real success on the hitting side of softball or baseball right like it is just a consistent failure and like picking yourself up like hey i actually don't suck as bad as it seems like i suck right now right so saying the right stuff is is absolutely huge now if um you know if you could think of a time where you ever had to fake it till you make it in something. Give us an example of just like kind of walking into somewhere. Oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And just being like, ah, F it all out. Let's see how it goes. Um, so, I mean, last season is a perfect example. Um, when I came on campus, uh, I, they, my coaches were teaching a brand new hitting philosophy, um, stuff I'd never heard about before. And honestly, like in the beginning of spring season, I was not at a hundred percent where I wanted to be hitting wise. So, you know, getting the opportunity to go into a starting role, I was definitely excited, but I was also like, you know, I still know I can develop more from where I'm at right now. So it was just kind of, um, you know, faking the confidence, um, really toning in on my defensive side and then working behind closed doors on hitting so I can get where I want it to be. Um, And I'm happy to say that like over the summer and last spring, I've definitely grown more confident in my hitting um, compared to where I was at the start of last season. Well, that's huge. Now, do you have a, uh, do you have a place that you go like in the winter when you go home to, to PA, give them a uh, quick plug real quick, a good shout out at, at where we go and the, the guys that we work with. Yeah. So I go to MVP uh, sports Academy. Um, my old travel coach, Mike Tierney owns it and he's got like 
great facility as the hit tracks um softball machines so it's definitely a great place to train in the winter and he's super lenient with my brother and I we go in there you know before school um late at night so it's it's definitely a blessing to have a place like that yeah and someone uh, a relationship like that where he can be lenient with you as the the college kids right he probably knows that you're going to take good care of the facility and things like that yeah for sure that's so cool that is so cool if um you were going to be stuck on an island for one year you can bring one person, one food, and one movie. Who are you picking? What are you watching? And what food are we eating? All right. So I think I'd bring my mom just because she has the ability to like calm me down in any situation. Um, and not many people are able to uh, get me calm when I'm like super amped up. So I definitely bring my mom. Um, her food. Hmm. I'd say spaghetti. I love spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> okay. Um, so you got to You got to And you can make that last. <laughs> yeah we'll try <laughs> um and then for my movie i'm not a huge movie watcher but i love goodwill hunting um with robin williams i think it's such a great movie so that's the one i'm going with tell me you're a, a red sox fan nah phillies <laughs> oh very nice very nice you guys uh you know as a as a braves fan my braves <laughs> uh world series jersey here in the background um you know i don't love that however um you guys are taking care of it yourself it's all right yeah, now, um, so if you could home opener, right? Brand new video board, first hype video comes out, padded wall, awesomeness, awesomeness going on at BU. You can pick one celebrity that's allowed to come watch you play. Who are you picking and, and why are you picking them? Uh, man, tough questions. I'd say, um, hmm, I'd say Serena Williams. I know she's not in my sport, but I think she's like one of the coolest humans ever. Um, she's super strong. She works super hard and just like what she's done with having a kid and staying in tennis and being an advocate for, um, women in sports and things like that. Um, I definitely say her. Someone to come out and represent you for a weekend. She's a good pick right there. That is so cool. Now, if uh, you could stay a certain age forever, you're a little young for this question, but uh, you know, maybe we put it back to like one of the coolest years in life, whether it was on the field, off the field, give me an age that you would, uh, you'd want to stay for uh, forever or for a long time, at least. I'd say 18. Um, I think last year was like one of the best years of my life. Um, I, living on campus is tough for some people. And like, it was um, a bit of a change moving from home, obviously, but honestly, like, my roommates, uh, my teammates, they made it a great year. So I would definitely live that year over and over again if I could. Do we live with the same people this year? So I live with three of the girls that I lived with last year. And then two of my friends, Becca and Kay, live at the softball house. So they're like right down the street from us. So it's nice to have them close by. That is really cool. That is really cool. Now, we steal your phone and we plug it into the aux cord. What's the first song that comes on right now? No cheating. <laughs> the outskirts by Zach Bryan. I have them on repeat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Just from to uh, just, just came out, right? Yeah. New album today. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's a great answer. I've seen that. I've seen that all, all day long. We didn't get to listen to it yet. Um. So is that a true representation of your musical taste? Are we a country girl at heart? Yeah, for sure. I love Zach Bryan. Um, I am, a, I am a Swifty. I love Taylor Swift, but I, I do love country music. Did you make it to, to any of the concerts this summer? I did actually on my birthday and I was saying like, I don't think I'll ever be able to go to a concert ever again. Cause it was just too good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Where did you go to PNC park or where did you go? I went to MetLife in Jersey. Oh my gosh. That's probably even better. Right? 
Yeah, yeah, it was sick. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Um, recently, have you come to uh, any profound revelations about yourself? Have you discovered anything new about yourself in the in the past, you know, summer or anything like that? Um, so this summer, I kind of started to think about like what I believe uh, spiritually. So that has been a thing that has been on my mind recently. And I'm not like dead set on any religion or anything like that. But I think just coming to the realization that there's something bigger than me um, in this world has definitely helped me like calm myself down and just see the bigger picture in situations that would have previously stressed me out. So I'd say that's something that um, I've discovered about myself recently. Becoming an adult means you need a uh, mom less and less on that Island, right? We don't need mom to calm us down. We've got, we've got ways that we can do it ourselves. Now that's, Hey, anybody around our age searching for ourselves, maybe have had time away from home where we're on our own and becoming an, a new person, right? If you can pour interest into something search for again, doesn't have to be anything in particular, but spiritually there is something bigger than you. And I think that helps you as a, you know, even a younger person on the team, right? Be a, a leader, right? Like you can speak through action. You are obviously have the play to back it up, but it's not that we're out here barking orders at everybody, but like we lead by example in the classroom, we're taking the right steps towards becoming an, an adult. And all of a sudden the softball gods, if you will, kind of uh, they, they give you those, uh, those, just out of reach of the outfield balls, right? That that end up being triples instead of caught all the time. How do you feel about that? Yeah, for sure. I think like like you said, um, the leadership thing. Um, as a sophomore, like it's definitely a different dynamic than coming on campus as a freshman. But the most important part, and my team does a great job of it, is just building those trusting relationships. Nobody wants to be yelled at, um, spoken to in a mean way. So we all do a really good job of, you know loving each other, trusting each other, and then knowing when to take constructive criticism as opposed to just being, um, you know, harshly, harshly spoken to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, here, I'll let you go on this. I'm sure you got way more going on than we do out here. Um, if we were going to name a holiday, what, uh, what would we call it? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, you got to pick like a time, time around the year that it would be as well. I don't know about a name, but I definitely, I'm a huge Christmas person. So uh, something, something in the winter. I love the idea of like Christmas Eve. Um, I just remember as a kid going over to my family's house, um, baking cookies for Santa, like putting milk out. Um, so I definitely say something around Christmas time. I don't know about a name though. That's tough. Yeah. Just, just try to extend Christmas as long as possible. Yeah. Make it like a week long holiday. <laughs> oh, that sounds perfect. Right. Are we, uh, decorating for fall in our uh, our dormitory already or is it uh too early <laughs> yeah so when i moved in i put all fall stuff in my room i'm a huge like pumpkin spice uh starbucks girl uh, my roommate's trying to get me to watch gilmore girls which is like a fall show i guess so a uh, huge fall huge fall person <laughs> that is that's awesome so the decorations are up we got our spice this morning do we have a uh, we have a starbucks on campus give us a little uh amenities on campus quick if we were going to walk around binghamton tomorrow yeah, we do have a Starbucks, which is like somewhere that we lived last year. It definitely kept us uh, caffeinated for practice. Um, we got a Starbucks. We have a Dunkin'. We have uh, somewhere called the Marketplace, which has like really good sandwiches on like local bread. They have local bagels. Um, Tolly's, which is like one of our local chicken tender places, kind of like Chick-fil-A. So we definitely have a lot of good options on campus. Tolly's is definitely an upgrade from Chick-fil-A. Not hating on Chick-fil-A, but it's... It should be, it should be a little bit better. Hopefully you like that. Yeah, I, I agree.
Well, awesome. I really appreciate your time today. Um, let you get back to work out there being a, uh, a neuroscientist and a, an awesome softball player. Um, if you need anything, you're ever out here in our area, you come to visit Jillian or anybody else who's from out this way. Um, you know, we, we have the facility. We'd love to have you out here. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thank you for holding down the fort with us today. And we will, uh, send us your address so we can get you out a, a nice, like Nike gear package full of, uh, full of stuff. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Holding Down the Fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it down. Be on the lookout for our new merch. Anybody who has any questions for the show or for our guests on the show, please email us at holdingdownthefortpod at gmail.com. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube for all the latest updates and to hold it with us. Thank you again. We look forward to having you back for the next episode.